0: It feels quite crazy to make such a move. It's uh, something we have never done, as I said, but uh, listening now to the lawyers, it feels more and more right. And we're doing it on behalf of a big national and big global movement that are demanding climate justice. And uh, we on the bench, we're sort of the symbols or the spearheads of that movement. And I think also the state side sees that it's kind of we by the ones with the moral power and they are fighting a losing battle. Well, um, I'm uh, Trulske I'm currently leading Greenpeace here in Norway. I've <coughs> um, been doing that for uh, quite some years. Um, I have two kids and uh, live here in Oslo. Um, Most of my my time in Greenpeace I've been involved in the climate uh, fight. Uh, It's been about climate policy, renewable energy, oil drilling, the carbon budget, the unburnable carbon, oil drilling in uh, vulnerable areas like the Lofoten, Arctic, uh, had fights with uh, our state-owned oil company on on other issues, uh, their involvement in in Canadian tar sands which is the most dirty oil exploration on the planet. It took us I think seven years to get them out of there but uh, in the end they conceded and, uh, and the next goal is to get them out of other frontiers including the Arctic. Brain searching, why I became a sort of an environmentalist, uh, it's of course now it's it's job, uh, but it's also a hobby. Um, I think I often trace it back to, to um, what's it called, ungdomsskolen, uh, college, when I was around uh, 14, uh, I, I did a project uh, on, on presenting findings from a book. <laughs> which ended up being a, a fantastic book called uh, Gaia, the World Environmental Atlas, which went through, I think, a 300-page uh, thing with lots of graphs and illustrations showed sort of the environmental crisis in, uh, in, in all areas, from biodiversity loss to climate change to, uh, to soil erosion, um, overpopulation, Everything was already in there, and this was in uh, 86, uh, 7-ish. All of the problems that we're struggling with now were easily accessible and well-known for a 14-year-old at that time, which is a bit sad. (laughs) Um, I didn't join environmental activism immediately after that, but it was on my radar. And concentrated on, yeah, having fun with my friends and uh, exploring nature and uh, Boy Scout and all these things. But no activism uh, until uh, uh, at some stage um, I had to choose university and uh, and uh, was discussing whether I should be sort of go for for uh, what's it called medicine or uh, or maybe something else. Uh, and I didn't get access to the to the medicine studies. So uh, So uh, it ended up being uh, being natural resource management because I thought I would be able to work and study outside because I thought outside was good uh, It wasn't so much outside. It was outside pictures uh, in the brochure, but uh, most of the studying was inside uh, But it was a good sort of fundament for for more and deeper environmental understanding um and uh, a bit more activism through those years I was involved in the fight against the building new fossil fuel fired uh, power plants uh, in Norway uh, I did also some student democracy work with some environmental elements uh, and after some time I was I was uh, um, asked if I would apply for a position at Greenpeace um which I said hmm sounds interesting I'm bored of this uh, student democracy uh, it's a bit too narrow. Um, and, uh, and since then, I've been, uh, I've been in Greenpeace. now we're inside the Oslo city court uh, in the first uh, climate lawsuit that has ever been launched in Norway and it's also the first time uh, we are using the the environmental paragraph in the Norwegian constitution is being used in court Uh, so it's a really historic moment, historic setting (laughs) and um, the reason we're doing it is because the 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 government has continued to offer the oil companies more and more licenses for more and more oil drilling, even in the Arctic Barents Sea of Norway, in spite of the fact, the acknowledged fact, that the world has already found way too much fossil fuels, way more than we can ever afford to burn without destroying the global climate. And we believe that it's it's about time to stop this, uh, the politicians have given us a very strong environmental right in the constitution. Uh, but they're still breaching that right by continuing business as usual oil licensing. So together with, with, uh, with Nature and Youth and other environmental organization here in Norway, we have taken that decision to give more licenses to the oil companies, even after signing the Paris Climate Agreement to court and um, it feels quite crazy to make such a move it's uh, something we have never done as i said but uh, listening now to the lawyers it feels more and more right Mm. so what do you think will be the outcome of uh, this well we have asked the court to uh, to um, decide that the the 10 licenses in the berenc are invalid because handing them out with the knowledge we now have of the climate system uh, is a breach of the constitution. I know that that's a long stretch. Um, It's a hard decision for a judge to make um, in a very sort of sensitive political issue of of the oil industry. Um, But at the same time, it's the only right thing you can do with the strong environmental rights in the constitution, with the extremely urgent situation in global climate change. We cannot continue to hand out more licenses as if nothing had happened. So I expect this to win. I expect the judge to be quite clear that the environmental paragraph has real teeth, that there are environmental rights that we all have that this paragraph protects. And that the boundary of what the state can is allowed to do has been crossed and if that happens it will be a major breakthrough for uh, for uh, for Norway for the climate and for climate litigation globally it's uh, actually around the world There are more than 90 countries that have comparable environmental paragraphs in their constitutions and if we win on this here in Norway there is no reason why other campaigners cannot win similar cases in other jurisdictions. And if we lose, of course, there is still no reason that other countries cannot try the same. <laughs> well, uh, this, this initiative was was born out of a sort of very diverse group of, uh, of people and organizations. Uh, it's been sort of pushed by, by legal scholars, uh, grandparents, um, uh, other environmentalists, uh, and, and, and it has been a real sort of cooperative uh, movement to, to to present and to raise this case. We couldn't have done it uh, alone as Greenpeace, Nature and Youth could not have done it. None of us would have sort of the money available or the skills available to to raise such a case because the threshold is enormous. But when we're now doing it together, from, from artists, activists, environmental organizations, grandparents, legal scholars, other legal experts, etc., etc., we, 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 we have managed to sort of create a package that, that is strong enough to, uh, to stand up against the, the system resistance that we're also meeting in, uh, in raising such an unprecedented case. Now, now we're we're sort of we're in the middle of the case, and we're in the sort of in the part where where our side has presented our arguments. Our lawyers has been presenting, um, so it feels sort of so clear that this is right. Of course, I do know that uh, that uh, on Monday the the state side will will continue with their procedure, and they'll probably have lots of of good arguments um, according to them. So we'll probably feel a bit sort of more low at the end of uh the end of uh Tuesday. Um, But uh, right now, I'm super proud that we managed to take this step together. I'm super proud that we have sort of the entire global organization of Greenpeace uh, behind us. We have hundreds of thousands of people that have signed up. We have thousands of people that have donated money to this particular case. And we're doing it on behalf of a big national and big global movement that are demanding climate justice. And... uh, We on the bench, we are sort of the symbols or the spearheads of that movement. And I think also the state side sees that it's kind of we are the ones with the moral power and they are fighting a losing battle.